welcome to another episode of EG Like Sunday Morning. This week featuring a pair of journalistic legends, uh, Deputy Editor Tim Burke and News Editor Pui Guan Man. How are you both? Are you, you looking forward to a, a fun half hour discussing music and horror movies? Yeah, I just <laughs> like being referred to as legendary as well. <laughs> well, it, you know, it, it can't say it if it isn't true. Music and horror movies was, of course, how we spent yesterday afternoon, uh, we should explain to listeners, uh, in between some hotly contested rounds of shuffleboard uh, at EG's content team get-together at Electric Shuffle near London Bridge, a fun time had by all. I loved it. I think shuffleboard is my new thing now. <laughs> you're going to go, go pro in 2023. I told my kids that I was going to take them tomorrow, and I've now looked at the terms and conditions, and you're not allowed to play shuffleboard there if you're under 18. What? For health and safety reasons. It's health and safety gone mad, I tell you. Have you, have you found that is there an alternative venue out there for young Yeah, the, there must be. Please given me a couple of um a couple uh, of uh, options, but maybe our listeners can suggest a few as well. Yeah, yeah, please uh, tweet us places <laughs> that you enjoy playing shuffleboard, uh, including cruises and uh, Miami hotels. I hope. Uh, but on to the the real business, uh, and it seems like uh, it's been a pretty good news week, Tim. It has. Yeah, it's been well, it's been a busy week for corporate results. We've had lots of the good and great of listed real estate putting out their interim numbers over over the last few days. And almost almost all of them are really upbeat. So to rattle to rattle quickly through a few of them, you've got, um, you know, companies as varied as Workspace Group, the, the, the flex operators. Um, Palace Capital, which invests in regional offices and Resi, and this morning, Great Portland Estates, um, with its London focus, of course. These and a bunch of other names all swinging back to a profit for their, their interim periods after most of them posting pretty significant losses in a lot of cases um, this time a year ago when, when we were in the depths of the pandemic. And in a lot of these cases, things are actually looking better now than they were even pre-pandemic. And we saw that with uh, a lot of the big US agencies uh, in those Q3 numbers that we were we were talking about this time this time last week. And that, that seems to now be coming through to the corporate world as well. So, so GPE this morning said it had leased more office space in London over the last six months than it did in the previous two years combined, which definitely feels like we're talking about um, we're talking about a corner being turned, but I guess the I guess the biggies of the week really have been British Land and Landsec, obviously two of the uh, two of the the, the biggest um, the biggest UK REITs. Uh, BL's coming off three consecutive annual losses now and has posted its first interim profit for four years. And a sort of broadly similar story at Landsec. Um, over there, they had four four annual losses on the trot, and this week uh, posted the first half year profit in in three years. And I think what's interesting, particularly with those two, is that it's not just about, it's not just about a pandemic turnaround. So BL and Landsec have both got relatively new chief executives. And so I think those performances from, those performances that they posted this week are gonna do a lot to reassure investors and, uh, and you know, investors and analysts and probably company employees too, that, that Simon Carter in the case of BL and Mark Allen at Landsec have got the have got the right strategy now that they're in the, the top seat there for taking these businesses forward. Um, at Landsec, you know, we've seen uh, we saw a string of disposals and then week before last some really interesting 
deals starting to come through, like the planned takeover of um, of you and I, uh, and BL as well, making some sort of interesting moves. And, and Pui caught up this week with um, with Simon Carter to to talk about the the sort of drivers behind that performance. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, as as you say, it's been um, it's been interesting. I mean, they've both been um, pointing to sort of stronger than expected economic uh, recovery in their financial um, updates and both back in sort of growth mode, returning to profit, posting valuation uplifts. It's a, a really a great uh, sort of uh, signpost of, of of where things are going on, on the whole. And um, yeah, I spoke to uh, Simon Carter, who is the boss um, at uh, BL. And he told us it was the biggest uh, six month leasing period um, for them in a decade, uh, in fact, um, and seeing more occupiers uh, committing to space. Um, and that after that reporting period had ended, it actually landed um, a significant um, pre-let to Magic Circle uh, law firm A&O at uh, Broadgate. Sorry, Alan and Overy. Um, I just abbreviated that in my head. Um, and a um, and a further um, 330,000 square feet of office-led campus space is, is under offer. And so he was talking about how there is real demand uh, now for, for the best spaces in, in in the market and that there has been a a real pickup uh, in in activity and um and yeah interesting to dig into uh, their strategy a bit more as well so they're going to spend uh, big on retail parks um with an eye on conversion to uh, logistics and uh, in doing so it's built up a 600 million um urban logistics uh, development pipeline um, and and yeah as as tim was saying um mark allen as well at that landsec um you know, um, Lansek lately making some pretty bold moves um, uh, recently. He said he's moving on from, you know, selling and shoring up to uh, spending and, and seizing opportunities. And so it kind of feels to me like there's an era, that era of sort of playing it relatively safe is, is starting to kind of ebb away. I mean, as a side note, it's also pretty interesting to kind of see how the two REITs they've always sort of been traditionally lumped in the same kind of bracket, but they're now starting to maybe even diverge a little bit more uh, from each other uh, strategy wise. So um, yeah, really uh, interesting updates from from both of them. And you, you summed it up with a nice bit of alliteration as the big bounce back begins. I can't yeah. take credit for that. <laughs> <laughs> That was awesome. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Uh, I mean, you don't want to, uh, you know, insert your cliche of choice here, count chickens before they're hatched, whatever. But um, I, I guess there are some caveats. There are, you know, there are a couple of um, a couple of these earnings reports from the past week. There were chief executives who just mentioned in an almost throwaway line at the end, you know, as long as there are no more COVID lockdowns, we're looking forward to all of these trends, um, these trends continuing. And, you know, as I say, almost like a little throwaway line. But of course, we can't you can't rule out that that we're not going to go back to some form of um, some form of lockdown that could potentially set the market back. But I think taken taken as a whole, if yeah, if you look at um, if you look at the trends across those 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 interim results and some other stats that have been coming out from the likes of Cushman and Wakefield about how strong the the leasing market in London is, yeah, I think a, I think a bounce back is a bounce back looks like it's on the cards. Good. So uh, it sounds like it should be a nice bit of cautious optimism for 2022. 
I love a bit of cautious optimism. Yes. <laughs> Good. And what else has been going on this week, Bree? Um, yeah, there have been a, a few interesting uh, snippets here and there. So there's a, um, it's kind of the end of an era, really, um, as, as House of Fraser is set uh, to close its department store on Oxford Street um, in January. Um, after the landlord served notice to um, to Fraser's group, uh, which is owned by Mike Ashley. Um, and it comes after the owner, um, Publica Properties, I hope I'm saying it right, Publica? P P P P yeah. yeah, anyway, um, it was um, part, it was, um, <laughs> maybe we should cut that. <laughs> I don't um, think so. Now that um, you've said that, it'll never be cut. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, um, Publica Properties was uh, granted permission to uh, turn the site into a hundred million um, office-led uh, development, and that will still have some shop space, um, supposedly. So I guess um, everyone will be placing their bets on on who will want to move in. Um, and I don't know, I, I'm not sure what could go in, but I guess you can never have too many American candy shops. I don't know, <laughs> just uh, just an idea. Um, yeah. And um, Brockton Everlast, um, 24-storey office tower in Houndsditch, um, which has been quite controversial, that's gotten the go-ahead. Um, so the development, um, it's I think it's supposed to be offering more than 600,000 square feet of office space, so, so pretty chunky. Um, it had a lot of objections on, um, you know, um, in relation to kind of its size, its impact on daylight and and loss of, of Clothier Street as well. But that was ultimately waved through um, with 11 uh, councillors, four and six against and um, works, I think, are going to be starting in 2023. So that's quite interesting. I feel that Brockton Everlast should really be uh, some kind of Hollywood action hero. <laughs> <laughs> it's a strong, yeah, strong actor name. Yeah. What was the What was the Simpsons? What was the name of the actor, uh, blockbuster action um, actor in the Simpsons that always used to appear? Is it Rainier Wolf Castle? Was he? Yeah, the something actor? like that. Yeah, yeah, Brockton Everlast. OK, so that uh, that's the end of the good news. Now it's time for the quiz. Uh, would Pui, would you like to go first or second? Um, I will go first, please. You're going to go first. Yeah. OK, uh, it wasn't the advantageous choice in shuffleboard. Let's see if it works out better <laughs> to go first uh, in the quiz of the week. So first, Pui, which law firm? is taking space at one of the city's most hotly anticipated new towers at 6 to 8 Bishopsgate. It's uh, Brockton Everlast's cousin. Ah, yeah, I think I think I know the answer to this, actually. Um, Holman Fennick. Holman Fennick, yeah, much more serious actor. Uh, doesn't go in for the blockbusters <laughs> quite so much. Uh, treads the boards, uh, more more his speed, Holt, Holman, uh, Holman Fennick, correct, 1-0. I Tim. wouldn't have got that, so I'm so glad that, I'm glad that you went first. Which real estate veteran has implored city developers to look outside the box and embrace mixed use? Um, I always love veteran. People hate being described as veterans, it turns out, when you use it on pieces like this. But um, that is that is the one and only Gerald Ronson. It is indeed. 1-1. One, one. OK, exciting stuff. Pui, uh, we're on to the missing word uh, headline round. Oh, no. <clears throat> Yours is... Couples, sharers and blank dominate BTR. Couples, sharers and blank dominate oh. BTR. Um, now I'm just thinking of of who would be likely to take BTR. Um, I guess 
um, like uh, students. Correct. Oh, really? She pulls it oh, out really? of the bag. Two, one. Tim was looking pretty confident. No, uh, I wouldn't. I, I was. I, I knew it wasn't families. I remember looking through this, but I, I don't think I'd. I don't think I'd have remembered students. Okay, Tim. This this oh. is a rare double blank headline, and and please please do keep it clean. Go <laughs> blanks tulip tower plans in the blank. Go blank <laughs> tulip tower plans in the blank. Um, I know what it is, but my mind is racing to come up with a really funny and rude alternative. But I, 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 I would have needed more time. Um, it's the only it's the only play on words that you can do with a tulip story. He nipped them in the bud. He did two two. See, this is why I called you journalistic legends at the outset. Okay into the final round of questions, which is, of course, the diary round of questions. Pui, what seemingly smiling animal features on a mural on the diary page created with carbon absorbing paint? A, smi a, a seemingly smiling animal? Yeah, it looks like it's smiling to me. It's a very happy looking example of this animal, uh, which is uh, on a nice mural uh, on the diary mm -hmm. page. I, so I don't know the answer, but now I'm just thinking of animals that smile. There's a dog that looks like it's smiling all the time, right? What, a Shiba Inu, is that what they're called? Uh, I'm going to say that. I'm going to say that. Well, I mean, as random guesses go, a Shiba Inu is 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 up there. But sadly, that's not it. Tim, do you know what animal is uh, resplendent on the diary page this week? It is. Um, it was a Scottish hare. It was a Scottish hare. Yes. But, wow. Right. Well, you don't get the point for that, but you can claim victory if you get this correct. I thought I did get the point I thought we got you points for once no that we, that no, we start, oh, okay no I misunderstood feeling. I've misunderstood still on how shuffleboard. this works for uh, the entire time we've been doing it <laughs> uh, it's just for pride you get you get to answer so your okay. final question can you name one of the three iconic London brand marks that came top of a list of exclusive names uh, and these well, these three London brand marks I was marks distracted each, by your cat then in the background yes jumping down from the windowsill a bit of dynamism in the background these brand marks are each said to add 99 percent in value to surrounding Lon um, london residential properties can you name one of the three not only can i name one of the three i can only remember one of the three which is quite <laughs> quite lucky but i think the i think the highest one was fortnum and mason fortnum and mason is correct uh, fortnum and mason uh, claridge's and annabelle's were all tied together at the top of the list of exclusive and iconic brand marks according to the agent effective uh, so I'm there we surprised go that um that it wasn't like harrods or selfridges or something like that yeah uh, they were in the mix but a little bit lower down I, um yeah i think it it kind of depends on particular areas of london and postcodes true i suppose harrods is quite mainstream i put that in inverted commas but <laughs> you know <laughs> uh Yes, uh, well, I think that's that's all we've got time for today. But just quickly before we go, uh, for any listeners who don't follow Tim on Twitter, uh, that's at underscore Tim underscore Burke. What are you going to be spinning this weekend, Tim? Oh, I haven't given it any. Uh, I haven't given it any thought yet. I've got. I tell you what, I've got arriving. It's Amazon priming its way to me as we speak. It is Dave's first album, Psychodrama. Mm -hmm. So I might pop. I might pop that up on Twitter either this evening or tomorrow. Okay, so uh, once you finish listening to EG Like Sunday Morning, you, you you give that a spin on uh, on vinyl, CD, or Spotify, whatever your whatever your uh, poison is, and you can listen along with Tim. Boom. <laughs> uh, <laughs> thanks to you both, uh, and to those of you at home, you have been listening to EG Like Sunday Morning.